You know, honestly, I should probably shouldn't eat peanuts in the morning because you know they 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 sort of make the throat. Uh, it causes me to cough a little, you know, because I get you know pieces of peanut and or whatever nut I use. Anyway, Monday, February seventh, two thousand twenty-two. Monday, February seventh, two thousand twenty-two. Let me get my glasses. There we go. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political uh, Views TV podcast, those four words. And I'd appreciate it. I'll show up right at the top of the search. And I do appreciate you. I really do. Uh, if you can, uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow and tweet to me those questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. <clears throat> there was a Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. Yes, there was. Uh, I don't know if it was planned as a, a as a Friday flaming bag of crap, but yet it still was. On Friday, the Republican National Committee formally declared the, uh, that the deadly January 6, 2021, or insurrection against the U.S. Capitol by supporters of Trump to overturn the presidential election. They claimed it was legitimate, this is quote, legitimate, Political discourse. Really? Walking around with a flagpole and using it as a spear is political discourse. Beating cops is political discourse. Spraying cops with uh, bear spray, political discourse. Walking around the Capitol with handcuffs, well, zip ties, Political to to capture Pelosi and Pence. Discourse, political discourse. Erecting a uh, uh, um, a a a place where you can hang Pence, an actual noose to hang Pence, is political discourse, according to the Republican National convention. I, I, I'm sorry, uh, Republican National Committee. Uh, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Uh, the, New, uh, the New York Times reported the RNC uh, voted overwhelmingly Friday to censure Representatives Liz Cheney, of course, of Wyoming, and Adam Kitzinger of Illinois, who he is not running for uh, re-election because his his seat is going to be gone. Um for uh, they've um, censured them for their participation in the bipartisan commission investigating the insurrection. The RNC censure resolution specifically accuses Cheney and Kinzinger of participating in the uh, Democratic-led perse- persecution. Well, they say Democrat-led persecution of ordinary citizens engaged in legitimate political discourse and of utilizing their. Um, past professed affiliation to mass Democrat abuse of prosecutorial power for partisan purposes. This is really weird, okay? So, a while back, Republicans decided we're not going to say Democratic when we're talking about Democrats anymore. We're just going to say Democrat, even though it's grammatically incorrect, because they didn't want Democrats to be associated with Democratic uh, acts. You know what I'm saying? I know. 
I know, it's really stupid. So now whenever they say, they say Democrat instead of Democratic. So, <clears throat> Jamie, uh, Jamie Raskin responded with, the Republican Party is so off the deep end that they are describing an attempted coup and a deadly insurrection as political expression. It is a scandal that historians will be aghast at. To think that a major political party would be denouncing Liz Cheney for standing up for the Constitution and not saying anything about Donald Trump's involvement in the insurrection. Uh, Cheney, Liz Cheney herself, responded to the censure by posting a video showing supporters of Trump's big lie savagely assaulting Capitol Police officers and violently storming the U.S. Congress in a bid to stop lawmakers from certifying Biden's Electoral College victory. That video has been viewed more than four million times. Liz Cheney won RNC zero. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. That news gets tighter around his bright orange neck. Remember, was it last week you and I talked about Trump violating the law by ripping up documents, uh, violating the uh, Presidential Records Act? Uh, Turns out it was way worse than that. A report claims that Trump regularly violated federal law by sending documents to be incinerated. This is highly illegal. Uh, New details have emerged about how his aides disposed of potentially important papers. Uh, According to the Washington Post, staffers frequently put documents into burn bags to be incinerated at the Pentagon. Uh, So these these burn bags are supposed to be for, for, uh, for classified documents, right? Not for regular presidential records, not for regular documents. Burn bags resemble paper grocery bags and are widely available through the White House complex. Organizations dealing with top secret information like the CIA, NSA, often use, uh, use them because destruction via burn bags is considered superior to shredding. Uh, but the Post reported that, uh, Washington Post, in Trump's White House, there were regular burn runs in which classified bags were transported to the Pentagon for incineration. Unfortunately, these classified documents, all these bags, contained other documents that should have been in there. Right? A senior Trump White House official said that he and other staffers regularly put documents into burn bags to be incinerated, and it was up to them which would be destroyed. Meanwhile... Records personnel would attempt to manage the volume of torn documents being consigned to burn bags. They would uh, tip the contents onto a table to uh, puzzle them together, puzzle out which documents needed to be taped back together and preserved. Uh, And that's according to a a former official. Remember, the cover-up is always way worse a crime than the actual crime. Though, <laughs> honestly, it may not be true when an insurrection is involved, of course. Uh, historians uh, raised concerns during his tenure that his presidential records would be poorly preserved or destroyed entirely, potential, potentially violating the Presidential Records Act. Of course, it is no longer potential. He violated the Presidential Records Act 
And that is a crime. That's a federal crime. Moving on. Senate Majority Leader Schumer, Chuck Schumer, reportedly instructed Dems to uh, Democrats to unite behind a specific legislative proposal to ban stock trading by members of Congress. Even mega trader with a D, trader with a D, Nancy Pelosi helped bring up legislation that would bar members of Congress, their spouses, and their children from buying and selling stock while in office. This is uh, a new senator of Georgia, John Ossoff's bill. Uh, Ossoff tweeted Sunday, it's working, keep pushing. Uh, He was retweeting a tweet about uh, Democratic leaders are now open to congressional stock trading ban. It was a story by uh, Business Insider. Uh, If you remember, Ossoff's opponent for Senate in Georgia was accused of insider trading himself. Thus far, just eight Senate Democrats have officially signed on as co-sponsors of Ossoff's bill. Some Democratic leaders remain opposed to a, a prohibition on stock trading because rules are already in place. The problem is, is that the rules are too lax and no one follows them. A recent analysis of financial documents by Capital Trades and Reporting from MarketWatch found that congressional lawmakers or members of their families traded an estimated, ready for this, $355 million worth of stock in 2021. While insider trading has has long been commonplace in Capitol Hill, suspiciously timed transactions during the pandemic, particularly soon after COVID-19 was detected in the U.S., brought fresh attention to lawmakers' use of secret information to buy and sell stock. And there is some stuff going on. And, and, and you know what? I'm pointing at you, Nancy Pelosi. I know you're a Democrat. I don't give a crap. Moving on. <clears throat> uh, this weekend on State of the Union... A TV show on CNN TV show. Uh, Joe Manchin endorsed Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Uh, on the surface, this seems horrible, but she is being primaried uh, by a Trumper. And Murkowski isn't a sociopathic Republican. She's closer to a traditional one, plus the odds of a Democrat winning is slim in Alaska. That's her state. Uh, Murkowski also in the interview, endorsed Manchin. So they endorsed each other. Also this weekend, Manchin decided to use a different reason not to support Build Back Better. I guess he, they probably looked through some r- different reasons that he could he could claim so he wouldn't look like such a dick. <laughs> he said that his biggest opposition was that it didn't go through committee. Just after his December announcement, of course, on Fox News, that he wouldn't support the legislation. Uh, a billionaire GOP mega donor and his wife each gave the maximum of uh, five grand to uh, Manchin's political act- action committee right after he made the announcement. It was like, oh, thank you. Here you go. Just like we promised. <sighs> yeah. On Friday, AOC, AOC rocks. AOC announced that she is heading to Texas later this month for a rally with progressive Democrats Greg Kasar and Jessica Cisneros, who are running to join her in the U.S. House of Representatives. They're running for uh, the House. Uh, I'm sure Texas psychos are being watched by the FBI as we speak. (laughs) She will be at uh, the San Antonio event venue uh, Paper Tiger, 
on the afternoon of February 12th, just over two weeks before the March 1st primary. Uh, AOC tweeted, Texans, are you ready? This one's going to be special. Uh, Right-wing Democrat uh, Henry uh, uh, Quaylar, who narrowly beat Cisneros in the last cycle, has long been under fire for his anti-choice positions. And of course, he now faces added scrutiny in the wake of an FBI agent raiding his home and campaign office last month as part of a federal probe involving uh, uh, U.S. business persons and uh, the country of Azerbaijan that we've talked about several times, you and I. Uh, during a press briefing, veteran uh, associate uh, press reporter Matt Lee uh, from, uh, is he from Reuters? or a I think he's from AP. Uh, asked the State Department's Ned Price, uh, who's a former CIA official, to furnish concrete proof of the government's accusation which suggests Russia is plotting an elaborate false flag attack involving a propaganda video depicting corpses, crisis actors pretending to be mourners and images of destroyed locations or military equipment. Um, okay. <clears throat> I honestly agree with this line of question, uh, questioning from Matt Lee. Um, in that I believe the intelligence is based on what Russia did in 2014, that there's no, nothing recent intelligence, this is just old intelligence. But it's still, it's, it, that doesn't mean it's not valid, it's still valid. Uh, anyway, uh, Lee said, he has every reason to be skeptical of U.S. government assertions given the lies the Bush administration used to justify the invasion and occupation of Iraq. And, and I think that's not just apple, comparing apples and oranges, but that's like comparing apples to baseballs or something. I don't think you can compare the two. Uh, Lee noted that the Biden administration has shown no evidence to confirm the alleged plot. Uh, as the New York Times reported earlier Thursday, officials would not release any direct evidence of the Russian plan or specifically how they learned of it, saying to do so would compromise their sources and methods. NSA whistleblower Edward Snowden, uh, president of the uh, Freedom of Press Foundation, tweeted in response to the back and forth, uh, uh, which, okay, it's Edward Snowden. I, I used to follow him, but you sort of have to take it with a grain of salt because in, in, when you're talking about Russia, because his life depends now on his support of Russia. Just like Glenn Greenwald, for some reason, Glenn Greenwald uh, always supports Russia. And, it, and it's really disturbing because I can't figure out why he's uh, supporting Russia. Uh, so anyway, Snowden tweeted, quote, this is wild. The State Department spokesman can't comprehend why the Associated Press feels the need to distinguish between a claim and a fact and becomes visibly offended and then angered by the suggestion that his claims may require evidence to be accepted as credible. Okay, <clears throat> which, of course, I, like I said... I sort of agree with, but all good Russian operatives will say something sane so their other statements could be taken as more legitimate. So I'm thinking he's just saying this because it both helps Russia and it is legitimate, a legitimate reason. Moving on. Uh, this uh, uh, Canadian trucker protest. 
Uh, It's happening. Uh, From the west side in the province of Alberta, moving east to Quebec City and in cities and towns in between, thousands of Canadians have hit the uh, streets in trucks, tractors, tractor trailers, cars, and on foot to protest the nation's COVID-19 restrictions. Protesters, things are changing, okay? I'm just going to say, things are getting ready to change in a big way. They really are. I promise you it's going to get better in the next couple of months. All of these restrictions are going to go away. Anyway, protesters are demanding governments at all levels lift their health restrictions, including vaccine and mask mandates, lockdowns and restrictions on businesses and gatherings. Uh, The Freedom Convoy, which they're calling it, was initially started by truckers protesting a recent mandate requiring drivers entering Canada to be fully vaccinated or face testing and quarantine requirements. You know what? I'll say Canada should have the right to say, hey, you got to be vaccinated to be here. They should have the right for that. Honestly. Um, Of course, this does fly in the face of free trade agreements. So that's the problem here, I think. Anyway, this uh, thing with drivers has really expanded to a lot more people. Demonstrators reached Ottawa, Canada's capital, last weekend, and its organizers said the protests will linger there and elsewhere if necessary. Uh, Ottawa's uh, police chief called it a nationwide insurrection driven by madness. This is not an insurrection. Please do not call it an insurrection. This is just protests. Okay, that's funny because uh, the the uh, uh, the Republicans said the insurrection was protest, and now this guy is saying the protests are insurrection. <laughs> anyway, anyway, he uh, he asked uh, for a state of emergency so he could get some help. Uh, Ottawa Police Chief Peter Slowly warned Saturday, we do not have sufficient resources to adequately and effectively address this situation while adequately affecting providing policing in this city. Some residents, especially in Ottawa, said they feel like they're being held hostage by demonstrators. Uh, and, And then there's the GoFundMe thing. Despite GoFundMe's decision to shutter the convoy's main donation page, People from around the globe have donated millions of dollars in support of the Canadian movement and started alternative crowdfunding campaigns for like-minded protests in U.S. states and European countries. On Friday, the platform blocked $10 million in donations that were meant to go to a Canadian trucker uh, vaccine protest. Uh, GoFundMe shut it down, said it would work with organizers to redistribute the funds to other charities, Governor Ron DeSantis, right-wing sociopath, said he would work with Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody to investigate GoFundMe for deceptive practices after the company said it will send remaining funds from the Freedom Convoy uh, campaign to charities picked by organizers. But before you applaud the right-wing sociopath Ron DeSantis, you should know. (laughs) That's not exactly what happened. His remarks came after GoFundMe already announced it had changed its approach and would instead be sending all donors a refund. In other words, Ron DeSantis seized on a political reason to announce something 
so it would look good for him in the next election. It wasn't because he really... He, he would have done it before, but he didn't. Uh, anyway, the platform, um, GoFundMe, said in a statement, we will automatically refund all contributions directly. Donors do not need to submit a request, to which Ron DeSantis should support since Republicans believe corporations should be allowed to decide who they serve. Of course, they only stick with that when it benefits them. As I said, I could have respect for Republicans if they were consistent with everything they said, which they are not ever. (laughs) Moving on. And, And as I said... In the next few weeks, you'll be hearing more about natural immunity and its ability to protect people from infection. This is really important. Okay, this is really important. This is going to be a big change in the next few weeks. Big change at government, at local government, federally. A lot of things are changing just in time. We needed this to happen. Um, why? You ask, you say, what's going on? What are you saying? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it took a while uh, because studies had to be made, uh, research from the UK in the past. Uh, We have to do our own research in the United States, of course. But research in the UK in which a a few hundred thousand participants were followed found that prior to May 16th, having had two doses of the vaccine, regardless of the type, reduced the risk of testing positive by 79% while being unvaccinated and having a previous infection reduced the risk only by 65%. Okay, and this is what we said early on, way early on, months and months and months ago, before the Delta variant, and that's an important distinction. After the Delta variant became dominant, one vaccination became less effective, reducing the risk by 67%, while a previous infection reduced the risk by 71%. So if you got uh, infected with Delta, it was a stronger deterrent against um, uh, against catching it again. More than uh, a stronger deterrent than the original um, the original variants. Once Delta happened, if you get, if you caught that, then you were uh, more likely to uh, keep another variant from infecting you. More than 65 million people who recovered from COVID in the United States, uh, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, um, you know, the CDC, are finally acknowledging the strong protection provided from immunity after uh, SARS-CoV-2 infection, so-called the natural immunity. In the CDC report, which analyzed COVID-19 cases in California and New York in 2021 from May 30th to November 20th. The scientists compared the risk of SARS-CoV-2 infection among four groups of people, those who were unvaccinated without a prior case of COVID-19, those vaccinated without prior uh, prior COVID-19, those unvaccinated with prior COVID-19, and those vaccinated with prior COVID-19. Okay? You're following me. Those are the four. The authors explained that before the Delta variant, just similar to the Euro- European uh, study, 
prior to the Delta variant of SARS-CoV-2, recent vaccination was more protective against new affection than natural immunity. Just like we said very many months ago. But, and, and I believe I even said, we don't, we don't have the study, we don't have the information uh, 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 about what the news is for the, the recent Delta variant. Then they go on. Have, however, after Delta became prevalent, natural immunity was more protective against infection than vaccination. The report finally acknowledges what you and I have suspected for a long time, that surviving COVID-19 provides excellent natural immunity, uh, not only re- uh, to repeat infection, but also to hospitalization and death for the, uh, uh, for the Delta variant of COVID-19. Not for the earlier variants, for the Delta variant. I mean, uh, the, the earlier variants do have some protection, but not as much as the Delta variant, in other words. During a natural infection, the human body is exposed to all parts of the virus, uh, including the spike protein. When the immune system responds to enable recovery from the infection, uh, it, it, it creates a whole bunch of different types of antibodies to, to, uh, uh, to battle it, uh, with a greater ability to defend against future SARS-CoV-2 uh, virus variants. Uh, the, the, um, since the, uh, the vaccination is the spike protein, now, the reason they, they wanted to attack the spike protein, they wanted to make the vaccination to uh, attack the spike protein, the spike protein is the way that the variant spread. They used the, 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 they use the, the spike protein to get into the cells. So that seemed like the best, the smartest way to attack it. Anyway, therefore, while mutations naturally form in SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, through the process of viral evolution, the targeted vaccine-based approach to attack the spike protein, uh, while still effective, is not as robust as the, uh, uh, the one created from surviving a true infection, and most effective is in combination with the vaccine. So getting the Delta variant and getting the vaccine is even more effective. I, but the, the thing about it is, if you get the Delta variant, you may die, right? Or the Omicron or whatever. But if you get the vaccination, then when you get any variant, you are numerous times less likely to die. So if you can, either one is fine if you survive. Uh, so this shows we were right. When we said the vaccine works better against infection, way back when uh, 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 it came to a pre, a pre-Delta variant infections. We had to wait for the post-Delta studies, which I am now happy to report. However, if you were infected early and have not gotten the vaccine, if you were infected before Delta, you should probably get the vaccine if you were not infected with Delta or Omicron. What is clear from the, uh, uh, the new CDC report over all periods is this. The worst group to be is in the non-vaccinated group without prior COVID-19. You can still die. So getting a vaccine is not a bad idea. Vaccination 
is superior to natural infection because the risks of deaths or severe long-term symptoms are astronomically lower. In other words, you get the vaccine, it's similar to what happens when you get the infection, except you don't get sick. In other words, you get the protection without the risk and when you get sick after the vaccination, you are many, many times uh, less likely to die or get long-term issues, um, long-term COVID. Uh, since the CDC recognizes the protective effect of prior infection, uh, it, it, it's, it's time, of course, to update vaccine policies and school or work entry requirements across federal and state or county governments. And that is going to, that's the important thing. That's what's going to happen now that the CDC has said, okay, this is what's going on. Now people will be able to use their prior infection to prove that they are protected. Those with natural immunity should have equal status as those vaccinated. Demonstrating a prior infection is uh, no more difficult than demonstrating vaccination. Many European countries recognize that immunity due to prior infection is equal to vaccination, and now it will be happening here in the United States. We've been saying for months that we need to recognize natural immunity, and finally it's going to happen. You will see in the next few weeks. Now, that being said, there are still people out there who cannot get the vaccine because it won't work on them or because they are allergic or something like that. Getting the vaccine helps protect those people. I, I, I know you think it's over for you, and that's true. It might be over for you, but there are others out there who still need protection because they can't get the vaccine. And you say, oh, okay, well, you know, why should, I, why should it be your responsibility? I say, why shouldn't it be your responsibility? Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, February 7th, 2022. Monday, February 7th, 2022. I truly appreciate you. Bring someone with you tomorrow. I mean, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. Like I said, tweet to me. Questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops. Uh, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S or maybe you want to tell me about a story or, or school me on something. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm.